Welcome to the Linguistic Show, where we talk about life, love, and everything else. There's always something to talk about with this couple, so you never know what may come out of their mouth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Linguistics Show. I'm Carol. <laughs> I was going to introduce you first, ma'am. Okay. With me today is my lovely wife, Carol, partner of the Linguistics Show podcast, mother of my children, smart as a motherfucker, little, <laughs> uh, and a very useful resource for this segment right now. If you don't recognize my voice by now, then I guess you haven't been listening for the last year plus. But you're here with Jason and Carol, and this is part, I don't know if you want to call this part two or part 1.5, maybe you call it part one, but the second part, part one. the second episode of a six episode series on the five love languages, and if that wasn't enough numbers to, com- to confuse you yet this morning, just wait, because we have percentages too. And so if you remember from our episode last week, we started talking about the five love languages. Five love languages, yes, there's five. I'm not sure why there's five, but there's five. There's not seven, there's not 20, there's not whatever one that you think it is. This is, I don't know why there's five. I mean, I thought that there was individual, it could be whatever love language you wanted, but we learned that last week that there's five specific love languages, and this is derived from years and years of psychological scientific research by Dr. Gary Chapman is a well thought of relationship guru and he's written number of uh, New York Times best-selling books on the subject about the five love languages of your relationship the five love languages of your friendships he has it set up for like family issues he has books on kids like how do you uh, communicate the love languages to kids how do they learn love languages so that they can be more compassionate and better people People as they grow um, lots of information here so when people talk about love oh my love languages is making sandwiches no it's not my dude that would be acts of service exactly or my love language is you know getting freaking nasty that would be physical touch exactly so um all of these things that we love to sit and say is my love language because you love one specific thing that might just be one specific thing that you really like that you just wish want or think about coming from your partner significant other what have you but the actual real love languages are what there's five of them carol just brought up two of them let's review yep so they are acts of service quality time, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, and physical touch. Right. And you ain't had to put all that extra uh, uh, on physical touch. That sounded real physical. I'm physically touch you right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> ah, wait till we get the video of this thing. Ooh, anyway, um, so today's episode, we are going to start on the first of the five love languages. Well, I don't know if it's first, last, second, third, fourth, but it's the first one we're talking about. And you can listen to this in any order. Um, if you remember the episode last week, uh, myself and Carol took Dr. Chapman's test. We thought we knew what our love languages were. We thought we knew what love languages were and what our love languages were specifically to clarify that last statement. And lo and behold, 
Carol was kind of right. Eh, I was kind of right. But we both <laughs> didn't really know our percentages until we actually took the test. And so Dr. Chapman has uh, basically one of those personality tests on his website, uh, which is fivelovelanguages.com. And it's free, y'all. And it's it free, y'all. It takes a few minutes, so, so don't be like, oh, I gotta pay. I'm not gonna do it. No, don't find an excuse. Just take a few minutes. You can do it on your phone, your computer, mm-hmm. and it will be really helpful. It's not always about doing things that are expensive and in a grand gesture, because like while those are cool, doing things are small to the person doing it are actually big to someone who really values acts of service so we talked about uh, on last week doing things like um like laundry or vacuuming so those are regular household things that have to be done but like when i'm tired or just really really busy when you have done those things for me that means so much more than you would ever know so i had to also learn to give you back your one of your love languages which was the words of uh, of affirmation so that so us talking about it last week uh, i'm probably see that even though even though you're doing these things for me like, like dishes or pulling the clothes or doing errands at the store i need to also do better at at giving you at giving you that that verbal things well i appreciate that and that is high on my list of uh uh, my, high on my list of the five love languages, but it's um, number two on your list. It is. It is number t- it's number two because it's high on the list. Five. So if you wanted to know what we were talking about with percentages and numbers on the list, basically Dr. Chapman, Dr. Chapman's uh, test when you're done breaks down the five love languages and shows you a percentage of what is most closely what the percentage of which love language most closely matches your style so as carol had mentioned earlier 37 percent of hers so 37 percent out of 100 37 percent out of 100 more than a third out of 100 was acts of service so again as i've known for a long time wifey like when i do shit for her like she like when i do all this other stuff around the house and do a lot of different things run errands it shows that i care that i'm doing things for her i learned this really early on in our relationship when for example if anybody has known us for as long as y'all have known us y'all know that we've known each other 23 years 23 years that's a, that is more than half of our lives right well yeah and so I had, to think about, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, yeah, that's more than half my life. And so and during that time frame, we've had, what, two blizzards. We've had multiple snowstorms. We've had all of these things. I had a blizzard during me being nine months pregnant. And so <laughs> one of the things that I learned early on in my life, even though my wife was nine months pregnant and had no business going anywhere in a blizzard nine months pregnant she raised all hell because i didn't clean the snow off of her car that she wasn't going to drive she she wasn't going to drive this car she had no reason to go go anywhere i mean i didn't have to go to target exactly you didn't have to go to target you wanted to go to target nine months pregnant in a blizzard and the and the reason okay the actual blizzard had stopped but the the snow was still piled up so i remember living in our old townhouse on addison road come on district heights slash capital heights that that the actual um neighborhood streets had been plowed finally and so i was thinking it was yes. like it was like a week and a half after the snow finally plowed they finally plowed yeah and so i was happy and relieved even though i was big pregnant and i had and you're right so i had no reason being a target besides me wanting to get out the house because i was like yep the um the um uh, 
parking lot is, is plowed. People are going out doing stuff. I want to be out doing something too. And so I went out there with my nine month pregnant big belly self and was cleaning off my car. People were probably looking at me like, what is wrong with her? Why is she out here? Number one, it was snow. With this big belly, you can't even reach stuff. Can't even reach the snow <laughs> on your car. And so I learned at that early stage in our relationship that I mean, when I got home I, from work, when I got home My from work, remember, remember, I was at work. This wasn't like, oh, Jason got up and left the house and was bullshitting all day because my pregnant wife was in the house. No, I got up and went to work, came home from work and saw the snow clean off the car. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You're nine months pregnant. There's ice and snow everywhere. I ain't care. Get your ass in the house and be careful with the baby, please. And so I learned early on. And she was big mad at me. Yeah. And the thing that's funny about that is that, like, logically speaking, and everyone who knows me knows that I live in the land of logic. That is true. Yes, you do. I live in the land of emotions and logic sometimes. No, I live in the land of logic. (laughs) Shit gotta make sense to me. And it made no sense to me for her to even need to drive anywhere. So that's why we never dug her car out, me and my boys on the the block. We never dug her car out because we thought, yo, She's not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> and if she needs something, one of us in the neighborhood, like our neighbors or our right. other neighbors or my homeboy's mom, like one of the us one will right, <laughs> one of us will go get it for you because we all knew you were big I pregnant. I'm not going to ask our neighbors to the left, the right, across the street. Let me not even use all their names, but I did not want to ask any of those four households for any help because I was not handicapped. I mean, I was big pregnant i'm talking about couldn't even make it up and down the stairs i had to like help her push her up the stairs sometimes like it was yeah (laughs) this was a hard pregnancy on her this was a really hard one yes but anyway uh, the point the point was is that i learned early on that even when it didn't make sense even though she didn't really need it carol appreciates me doing things for her even when she doesn't need it. And so now, going forward from that episode, I clean off the snow off of her car before I clean off mine, even when I need to go somewhere. Yes, you do. And I appreciate even that when so I, much. Even when I need to go somewhere and I'm going to be late, I clean the snow off of Carol's car before I even clean the snow off of my car. Even if I know she's not going anywhere, <laughs> that way I, I still clean the snow off of her car first. And I mean, like that's the type of thing, again, guys, and I'm saying this to the guys because we're the ones who tend to be a little behind the eight ball on this one we, we tend to find out a little bit later what's really going on we think if we just lay it down in the bedroom and pay bills that's all we need to do in life and it's not like that guys i'm, tr- I'm here to tell y'all that the women online might tell you that that's what it is but it, when you really get with someone and you actually figure out what their love languages are you realize that that's not what it is and i mean in the beginning of our relationship that's all i did was try to lay the pipe and go to work and bring money home and, and that was it more to life than that though. and so i exactly and that's what i had to grow up and right. be mature and learn about relationships to actually understand and so again talking about acts of service it's not just cleaning snow off the car it's not just going and running errands around the house it's one thing that carol pointed out last week that i thought was really really poignant and very important it's not just doing things for the person because someone could ask you hey could you go do this that's technically an act of service it's more about anticipating the your partner's needs yes. and doing ding, it ding, ahead ding. of time and the bell's over there so i can't reach the bell right now 
So it's all about anticipating your partner's needs. Um, I mean, you know this person, you've been with them for a while, you should already know. Like, I already know what my wife's needs are. And so like, I anticipate what her needs are and I get them shits done. Like, I already know that she doesn't wanna go around the grocery store or around Walmart ever. That she doesn't like those places. She'll go to Target. <laughs> okay, because I was thinking I do. I mean, I do you like, like going, to, going to stores, but like I just so, not those two stores. I do like only one giant, and it's the one that is about five minutes from our house. Not the one. You talking about the Waldorf giant, yes. not the not the La Plata <laughs> giant. I don't like the La Plata giant. I don't like the don't uh, like the Route Two Twenty Eight way out there giant. No, don't, that, we don't. We definitely true. not messing with Food Line. None Only of them. Like last resort. And we and even though we got a Aldi and a Lidl in our neighborhood, we're yet. I guess we're bougie. We're yet I, to convert. I do go there if I'm getting like a few different things today. And I'm already like right in the area, but I don't like certain stores. So yeah. back to what you were saying in terms of like knowing what your partner. So knowing what your partner need. wants and needs. That, so like, asking. so like for example, it's not about oh my partner likes caramel apple spices, so I go buy one from Starbucks. Guess what? That's not acts of service. That's what. That's receiving gifts, which right. I do appreciate, but sometimes I don't even always think about, oh, I want him to go buy me some Starbucks while he's out getting whatever. And so I that whole th that whole thing, and this is a thing, guys, and guys know this, we are not allowed to go buy food for ourselves without bringing her food home. That's a thing. If y'all if y'all didn't know that that was a thing, yeah, go ahead and try it. Go ahead, go ahead <laughs> right now today. Go ahead and get you some Chick Fil A. I had to lean all the way in the microphone for this one to make sure y'all. Go ahead and get you some Chick Fil A today and don't bring her no none home. And just in case With this some Polynesian hey, bro, sauce. Go I ahead get you, go ahead too. get you some Chick Fil A today <laughs> and don't bring your partner none home. And then after that happens, just give me a call because I have a guest bedroom ready. For you. <laughs> I'm right in so, the basement. So yeah, so you can stay here in the basement after you don't bring your girl Chick. -fil but again, that's not an act of service. That's what receiving, receiving and gifts. giving gifts. That's a different. That's a different love language, and uh, we'll talk about that one in a couple weeks because we, both me and Carol have matured enough to understand that the concept of gift gift giving as a love language is actually kind of weird. It's kind of yes, it's kind of superficial and kind of weird. But, but we'll get into that yeah, anyway. It's just that. it's just that acts, that acts of service and gift giving get misconstrued a lot and so the real difference that you need to understand is that it's not about buying something for someone or even giving something to someone unless it's giving your time it's about doing something for someone so remember I was saying that I go to the grocery store go to Walmart for her it's not about going to the grocery store and going to Walmart to buy her something she wants it's about going to the grocery store and going to Walmart to buy all the shit that we need for our household so that she don't have to you feel me that's the act of service is me being the person to go up and down these aisles and get frustrated because there's not enough french fries and there's no bread and there's this and there's that that's what it's about it's about going to walmart and have to stand in that 45 minute self-checkout line because it, the, it did be long sometimes oh my god depending, depending but that's the time of day but that's the act of service the act of service isn't going to walmart and buying the thing the act of service is doing the errand so that your partner doesn't have to and that way focus on other things around the house yeah and so I I don't mind going to those stores but I know and so do you that when I do go to any of those stores I end up taking way too long so that 
yeah. I've actually had to call them people and send a search party into her yeah, into Target be, for her one time before. Don't exaggerate about <laughs> She'll be in Target. It's Target. And I know that Target has personally... They have such bright lights and they're welcoming and, and, and everyone who works there has on a, has on a red shirt you people, and shade you, of red. You people in Minnesota need to stop with this Target thing. Y'all have specifically targeted... Yes, yeah, Ding, ding, ding. Targeted <laughs> my wife with y'all marketing materials and now she can't stop going to Target. And then y'all made it worse by putting a Starbucks in the Target. Yeah. Why would y'all do yeah, this? And then put a Pizza yeah, Hut in the Target. <laughs> so y'all giving her literally everything she wants in one place. You're giving her overpriced, bougie products. You're giving her these a little personal, personal pan, pan pizzas <laughs> and a little pasta. The pasta bowls. Remember that? Pasta. You used to get yes. the little pasta bowls. Yes. And y'all giving her Starbucks. Come on, y'all. Y'all killing me. I want my wife back. Target, come on. <laughs> Anyway, the okay. point is, is that with your, with your, uh, with your acts of service, it's about doing something for someone. It's also, again, like I had mentioned before, about you know knowing what needs to be done, anticipating the needs. It's like if you're in a relationship with somebody, are you going to sit there and let the dishes pile up, or are you just going to knock them out? Are you going to sit there and let the laundry pile up, or are you going to just go ahead and knock it out? A lot of times, even though we've talked about on this platform many times that we don't personally believe believe in gender roles we don't we don't don't believe in gender roles like i cook i clean i do dishes carol don't fix the car but carol does help me with some of the like household stuff like building things around the house and fixing things but you're not going outside and doing but but the point is is that (laughs) we don't really believe in gender roles per se so like the the man can do dishes the man can cook the man can do laundry like like i can do yard work to a certain extent because I will rake the leaves. I would not do actually cutting the grass anymore. That was a one time thing at the old house and it was the whole hill like gave me issues so I was like even though our yard now is totally flat I have no interest in cutting the grass but I will bag up leaves. I will trim hedges. Some of that's what I do I guess quote unquote man things around the house and outside. So, um, you know, and I've seen Carol get her hands dirty with some paint and a hammer and nails and stuff yeah, like that, too. But she definitely will not use a power drill. But that's because another story for another I episode. I messed up so bad in our bathroom at the old house that even though I never had an issue with using a drill, I was so frustrated with how that towel rack would fall down. And, it, and, and I just was so mad. I was like, forget it. I'm not going to use a drill anymore. So I'm not afraid of it. But I'm just so traumatized from me doing a daggone towel rack over and over again at the old house. I'm done with t- with power tools. And so at the act of service in that instance was that I took it apart and fixed it. When you notice something that bothers your partner, volunteer to fix it. It doesn't necessarily equate to actually building and breaking, fixing things. So it's like sometimes it's about the act of service is noticing what's going on in your partner's world and taking the time to do something. Yeah, and so like, so like when, when y'all notice, and I'll say y'all as in, uh, well, it could be anybody, but because there are gonna be men whose uh, 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 whose main love language is also gonna be um, with acts of service. So, women, when you see that, that your partner is maybe busy doing doing other things, step up and then help him out too. So it's a two way street. This is not all about men doing one thing and the women not. But I also want to um, go back to um, to your results. So, looking at the screen, 
your your act of service was actually the um, lowest. Yours was at ten percent. Ten percent out of a hundred. So one out of ten times do I want somebody to go do something for me? So like, why do you think that 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 yours was so low? I actually sat and thought about this since the last episode when we were joking about it. Like, I don't need nobody to do nothing for me. I handle it myself. And it's really one of those things that I don't know that I don't want people to spend time to do stuff for me. Sure, that makes me feel good. But I think that it's, I think it has a lot uh, to do with the way I was raised Mm -hmm. and that being the oldest child and coming, you know, being an 80s baby. And then also being, you know, the child of someone who essentially worked with his hands his whole life. Um, my grandfather, same way. Um, military people in my family. It's just we come from a you got to go get that stuff done. Yeah, you uh, are very family. independent. Go get it. Charge. Um, not, not charge, but charge. No, <laughs> no, no, charge. Um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> Okay, let me phrase that. That's, that's where you go and insert the sound effect. You are a very take charge kind of man. And there's a term for that. You're a you're a go-getter. Like you're a doer. There's some kind of phrase, but I don't know what it is. It was it was a hyphenated. Anyhow, let me just stop trying to figure out what it is. But like with you, with your access with yours being so low for acts of service, like you and I both know that that the way that that we're raised will have a will have an impact on how we are as adults and so like you were saying like like, like for you like with your dad and grandfather they they use their hands a lot like, like they they did their own thing so even though they they had their um, their main jobs as working for the government and then um they were working as a teacher they they also like doing things on their own and so I think that you're right you know that how you were raised you know at Jason Bush affects you not really wanting people to do things for you because it makes you feel a certain kind of way yeah it kind of does it makes me feel like if I can't fix something myself or I can't do something myself it does make me feel like I'm a failure or that I'm less than because I didn't get this shit done and that actually is a, a psychological thing that a lot of guys got to push through we can't be scared to ask for help fellas like it's okay to not be okay I mean that's a conversation for another episode as well it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to ask for help guys um, but I feel like that probably is really the answer is just like the way my childhood went having to kind of mature at an early age and grow up a little bit earlier than most kids and having a lot of responsibility meant that I was just used to having a lot of responsibility and so generally speaking yeah like I'd love it if somebody you know did my laundry or something like that but to be fair I like doing laundry like I like I guess part of the other reason why and then this is something that I thought about as well as it pertains to my lines of business is that part of the reason why I don't like my acts of service might be so low is that I actually like doing things I'm one of those people like I like doing things with my hands I like to stay I like to stay busy and stay active and I don't care if it's folding clothes doing dishes cooking cleaning building a car whatever the case may be I just like doing things I like staying busy and I definitely like working with my hands and so that might have a lot more to do with it as well it's just my natural personality is as such that I want to go do it I don't mind doing it and so that's probably why 
my thought process on somebody doing it for me isn't that high. Um, it will mean I don't like that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure, great. Yeah, man. knock it out for me. That's wonderful. But I'm definitely not a zero in, in, in the area. Yeah, I'm not a zero, but yeah. I'm definitely one of those type of people that, if it boiled down to it, I would kind of just go ahead and knock it out myself. So um, the pro the only thing with that is is like, there's a flip side to this, and it's not just about uh, learning love languages to understand how you need to be loved. It's about learning love languages to understand how your partner wants to be loved. And so and it's also about how to give that. So it's kind of a three-part thing. So we've been talking about a lot about how we receive love as it pertains to love languages. But one of the more important things, especially as it pertains to acts of service, is you have to learn this. If your partner is this, you really have to learn how to anticipate their needs it's not just about oh i guess when she wakes up in the morning she gonna want coffee it's like no like really like really anticipate thought. the needs it's not just the the mundane the mundane day-to-day -day stuff is important but it's not just those things it's about remembering that your significant other has clothes in the cleaners and you go pick them up for for like remembering you know, that I have to work late and so you need to go and then get the kids from their various activities so it is about just knowing what your partner is going to want if you don't show growth as a man or woman there there is no possible way that that y'all can have a healthy a healthy relationship so like y'all y'all can be together for years but y'all can be unhappy and miserable and so like and like and for us, we wanted to actually grow as a couple. Like we didn't want to be arguing about like how we receive and give love because we could have been married forever, but just not happy. So like we made a conscious choice to really try to figure out how we can how we can show each other love in a way that that we want to receive it opposed to how we want to give it. Now I was really guilty of that for. I don't, I don't know how many years, but it was more than five, I'll say, of 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 me trying, not trying, because of what I was doing, of me showing you love in the in the way that I want to be loved. And so, like, it's what I bet took you actually telling me over and over again until I finally got it that that like those things are not what you want to need. And I was hurt because I'm thinking I really am expressing my gratitude to you my love for you but you're not receiving it when i took time to really take a look at at what i was getting from work i then had like a light bulb so like you were telling me these things but i wasn't receiving what you were saying because i was in this block of i work in this kind of field at work i work in a they don't call it therapy. I know better than you. <laughs> yes, because I had all these books and tools and quizzes and, and stuff, but I, but it really took you telling me directly more than once, more than twice, what works for you. Right, because I, again, I finally got it, y'all. Because like young, I'm a doer. I'm a hard worker. I don't necessarily need you to go run an errand for me. I, I was trying to be helpful. No, I mean, I get it. I, I get that, but that's what so I'm saying what is wanted. that like, yo, like I don't necessarily value that. Like, okay, thanks. You saved me 15 minutes out of my day, but 
like, okay, thank you. That's how I would look at that. I right. wouldn't I wouldn't think of it like, oh my God, I can't believe that you remember this And I would thing. be like, he is so unappreciative. I'm, like, I'm doing this extra stuff. I don't have to do because I'm doing because I love you, but I have grown. Why am I hitting my dad? Right, but why see, but that's, why, but that's again, <laughs> that's again why this whole exercise is important and why we recommend everyone doing that is because, yo, we wasted years of Carol running errands for me that I didn't want or need that I have perfectly capable of doing and me buying her heels and designer bags and jewelry and shit and she doesn't appreciate gifts no, okay, she no, wanted me to no, go I, do things for her I appreciate gifts but that was not my top thing and so I do appreciate like what you were doing you gotta walk that back cause she still likes purses and heels yeah and cause I'm like <laughs> we gotta walk that back yeah I'm like <laughs> let's clarify let's clarify for the audience I do like those things but but that was not my top way of 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 you showing that you love me because I'm like I like it and I'm going to use them I'm going to wear them and, and carry them but that wasn't my number one or my number two or my number three I don't oh know. yes I remember it was all the way at the bottom next to uh, next to physical touch because physical touch was only three percent and you've been joking with me all since last week about oh yeah come the, on three percenter <laughs> she's a three percenter three percenter if you break down your week into a hundred percent that means i only gotta spend about eight minutes giving her physical touch this week <laughs> and, and i'm good for the whole week that's insane of course not gonna give her eight minutes it's gonna be 12 but the point oh, is no it's gonna be more than that <laughs> but the point is is like yes that like, wasn't as important take these percentages with a grain of salt because of course carol likes more than three percent of her like to be physical touch <laughs> and the reason we all know this if anybody knows her is that carol's a hugger so yes i'm so affectionate i'm like oh come on give me a hug carol's yes. a hugger so it's hilarious that carol's a hugger but physical touch is three percent of her love languages like when, okay this just occurred to me just now okay so i i like to <laughs> but don't touch me. But don't touch me. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hug you, but don't touch me. And that reminds me of our youngest daughter. Because oh she loves getting hugs and stuff like that, but she does not give them. Her her hugs, she just puts her hands out and is just like, yo, hug me. Oh, give me a hug, Ashley. Okay, I'm gonna stand here like a zombie. I'm gonna stand here like Frankenstein, like a mummy, like a zombie, and just let you hug me. That's how she gives hugs. Because even... I'm so cute that you benefit from hugging me. That's Ashley's vibe. <laughs> yes. We need to actually do is for the kids. Oh, I agree. Because, I agree. Because for Leah, it's been really affectionate with me these last several months. And I'm thinking, number one, you never showed affection when you were a kid, little girl. And so, I, so I, I'm not used to her showing affection. And so when she does, I'm thinking... Oh my gosh, like, you're hugging me so tight. And you're doing all these things. I'm like, Again, oh Carol doesn't like to be touched. I like She to likes to touch people. <laughs> Wait a minute, that sounds pedophile. That, that, that sounds so creepy. That sounds creepy. Let's, let's, this, let's take that back. That it's, not that, funny, it, it's not that she likes to be touched and, I mean, likes to touch people and doesn't like to be touched. That is so creepy. I, I, I like more to 
give affection and physical touch than to receive it. Now, in a sexual way, that's different. But I'm talking about non-sexual ways right now because... We're not going to get too deeply into <laughs> no, the physical touch love language because that one I feel like is going to be an hour and a half yeah, long we gotta episode. Yeah, we got to save that one for Because later. that one, for real, for real, there's so many nuances to it that I feel like it's important for us to really dig deep into physical touch because it's not just about sex, y'all. Anyway, um... Back to the acts of service. Oh, yeah, because we're all on acts of service. Lord, the tangents. Um, So, again, the point that I'm trying to make with this whole episode in particular is that it is of the utmost importance early on in your relationship to learn these things. I feel like especially for y'all who might just be fresh into a relationship or maybe y'all been dating for a little while and you're going to start taking it a little bit more seriously, whatever, take this test. I encourage you to do that. Or maybe if you're single and you just out here having fun, it's important to take this kind of test so that you know what you actually want. Because you might think you know what you want. I may think that I want a new pair of Jordans and a BJ every week, but if I look at my percentage, no. I want quality time. I want somebody to just hang out with me. Like, that's crazy, right? Like And, and that's what taking this test is for. And, and the more I looked at the results and read the, the descriptions of everything, I was like, yo, this really effing makes sense. Because I used to get so mad about not having quality time and so like yo that's why this is is important so really pay attention to your partner's needs and wants pay attention to their patterns maybe if you know because your your significant other has to get up super early in the morning because they got to ride that first train into the city yes, or what the have you, Avenue, five in the morning. you so what did i used to do for her i would make sure that i would if she had food that she wanted to save i would put it in the containers for her so it'd be ready to go i will auto start her car so it would be warm oh, oh yes you do do that and i appreciate that because i'm like oh he, he gave me snacks and gave, and gave me some lunch i would i will auto start the car so I it would be warm on the really cold days uh, i would do that i would scrape off her windshield clearly before i would leave that seat um, turned on and so like that that sort of thing uh is the type of thing you do when you're paying attention to your partner's needs and that's really what the acts of service are it's like no i don't need you to go rebuild my transmission carol but what i would like you to do is make me a sandwich that's an act of service so again it's it's really important that uh you study your partner i know i've said that many times but study your partner study their movements or whatever so that you can figure out study them in a loving caring way not like a creepy i'm gonna be abusive and i'm gonna stalk you and i'm gonna that's not all in their phone that's not what we're trying to don't put an air tag on their car so you can watch their movements that's not what i was referring to we're doing in in a loving way i'm saying just pay attention just pay attention i know it sounds cliche and basic but it is really that simple pay attention because for acts of service y'all actions speak louder than words and that is an old phrase but it's it's the phrase that pays on the in this uh scenario that's for sure like it's literally actions speak louder than words it's not about saying you love them it's not about buying them show me the love right it's not about buying them something to say i love you it's not about making them feel good to say i love you it's about actually showing you that because i'm taking my time and sacrificing my time and effort to do something specific for you and so again that's where the 
acts of service come in. Um, if you have any examples of uh, acts of service or maybe you're questioning, is this an act of service? Was this a gift? Was this an affirmation? Like something like that? Yo, give us a call or I mean, not give us a call. We're, we're, we're not on the radio. Give us a, send us an email <laughs> or, 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 or uh, uh, inbox us or something like that. Like, yeah, um, you know, holler at us and let us know and maybe we can help you clear it up. But um, I definitely think that Dr. Chapman's website is a great resource for all young couples, families, what have you. I definitely recommend y'all get on this website and check it out. It's the number five lovelanguages.com. I definitely uh, encourage y'all to get on here, take the test, and so that you know for yourself. And then also, man, I mean, they have it set up for kids. They have it for relationships, for friendships. You know, I mean, especially, I mean, we are going to get into these friend groups that these adults be having on another episode. Yeah. Because, like, if anybody knows us, I've had the same. If anybody knows us, I've had the same friend group going on 15 years. You change friend groups every six months. No, I I have the same core friends from my organization remodeling. Oh, oh, not core. Look at that. Not core. That, not that, that core. That, that creative was not planned. Not that core. My core is creative organization and model remodeling for everyone. Dang, I love that. See, look at us all on the same vibe. We didn't even know it. But yeah, so I so we can save the whole friend group thing for another episode. Yes, I definitely think that's, that that's something. Maturity. I think that's something to touch on uh, maturity and understanding that you know as you get into your 30s and 40s, you're gonna outgrow some of your people's. Yeah. And there's and, nothing and wrong. Don't with that. feel guilty. I feel guilty for a long time, but yeah. yep. Starting, starting, but this past fall, I have no guilt. If we don't talk. Oh well. <laughs> so um, we will. That is something that we're going to talk, touch on uh, in another episode because I do think that's an important uh, topic for uh, young adults to go into. But before we wrap this joint up, baby, I'm getting hyped. I'm your hype woman. It's time for wordplay. Did y'all hear that drum roll just now? Yes, that's I how had you know my it's whole serious. arm going. She literally started rolling her R's, man. I've been trying to get this woman to roll her R's since I first like, met her. Like, play, No, like that don't sound right. I'm talking about when you're trying to say something cultural. But yes, I can dig it though. I can dig it. Go ahead, roll the roll the roll the R's on your W word for some strange reason. And we yes, we'll jump into because the word has an R. But you didn't, young. Yeah. No, young. Okay. You that you're still rolling a W and enunciating an R, ma'am. Yes, word. Yes, the word word has an R, but that's not an excuse to go at the beginning of the what word. What is your letter, sir? Cultural appropriation. No, what? <laughs> that's my letter. Cultural C? appropriation. All right, fine. My letter C. What's your letter? C. Okay, fine. C for cultural appropriation. Don't be just rolling R's in the middle of a sentence, making fun of Latin, Latin culture. I'm not making fun of anyone because oh, no, I'm not I know you're not making. I know you're not okay. making fun of anyone. I just love to give her a hard time sometimes. Okay, my eyes are closed, so what I'm doing is how about you just say no, no. say what wordplay is? Cause my eyes like literally are closed. What do I what? You can't say what wordplay is because your eyes are closed. So here's my act of service today. I'm going to explain the game for my wife. I'm going to explain the game. So we're going to pick a letter. Contestant one picks a letter. Contestant two goes and finds a word of that letter. Then she says it out loud and contestant one now has to define and use said word in a sentence. There's supposed to be a time limit involved, but we've never 
ever stuck to that. So I don't feel like we're going to do it today either, even though the nah, threat of a time not. limit, the threat of a time limit is sitting there. <laughs> okay. So I actually need the light on, but I can I can squint into the mm. into the dictionary. Mm. Oh, it was, that's better. Thank you. So, Jason, your word is clamant. Clamant? Clamant. Clamant? I'm pronouncing it different ways, but you're going to have to sound Claymont? it Clamant? So, no, can you spell it? Can I spell it for the wordplay? Do we spell Dog, it? Like I, I forgot the rules. Okay. No, no, I can't spell it because you, you, you have to define. Like, is that like how a ghetto person says climate? No. Climate. Hey, that climate out there today is something else. I mean, it kind of does sound like that. Okay. Climate. I'll spell it for you. C L A M A N T. Climate? Clement? Clement. Clement. So I'm going to say that is waxing poetic, uh, long term about a specific <laughs> subject matter. You're adding details to a subject matter like you lament on something, but it's it, it does rhyme. But uh, oh. what's your, <laughs> what's your <laughs> so clearly that's wrong. But what's your sentence? I don't even know. How, what do you mean? I'm going to define it for you. Clement is a word in the dictionary that begins with C because Jason don't know what Clement means. Okay, and I'm, I'm learning this word too. So at least I got so, the sentence right. So yeah, so it is actually pronounced. I can't see. Got squint. Uh, it's pronounced. Somebody want to donate us a big font dictionary oh, for this okay. woman over here? So I had the wrong pronunciation. Now that, Lord, that I'm looking at it, it's Lord, pronounced. Oh, it's Clement. Claymont, which means clamorous or blatant. It also means demanding attention. Claymont. And so now when I can so now I can use that as an as an adjective to describe other people. I guarantee no one has used that word in speech, type, or writing. In at least a hundred years. Who says Clement? For someone who's loud and boisterous, I'd just be like, you loud and boisterous. It's about expanding our vocabulary. Boisterous is a nice word. Well, it, th it said blatant. It is a boisterous. Oh my gosh, help me Jesus. Clement. I So Clement is a adjective? Yes. Or is it an adverb? Like you are Clement. You're Clement in your actions today. You were boisterous and whatever, like it that. It is weird. It's like a weird adjective. Yeah. It's like okay. weird. All right. So, here so you it go. looks like I'm losing today because that was a weird one. What's your letter? My letter will be B. Okay. Okay. Your word today is Badland. Okay, I know what that means because I learned about that in history class. Oh. And it was also part of geography. So the Badlands, which which not what you said, you said Badland. 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 So I'm going to think that they're that, that they're similar. Is 
I don't know what it means, but I know it's in the Midwest and it has to deal with, with Native Americans in the Badlands and the mountains. And the, oh my gosh. What, why would it what? have anything to do with Native Americans? Because that's what I learned in, in my... Oh, Charles County no. Public Schools. <laughs> y'all, y'all are something else. Do y'all know... I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that. Leave that's for another episode. Alone. That's That's for another episode, but I'm going to just say it like this. Geography is not high on Charles County Public Schools uh Yeah, come on list. now. We're not going to do this. Okay, we all have to just ask that to people in real life because like people can't you know, respond to us in the like. All right, all right. Well, look in the comment section or in our inbox or whatever. Tell me how many countries exist in North America and don't look it up. Anyway, your sentence for Badland because your definition was semi. Okay, your so definition. Your, no, it didn't have nothing to do with Native Americans. It really don't even have nothing to do with the location. You were like, it's in the Midwest. It's like that's irrelevant. Badlands is more of a noun than a pro. Like a, it's not a proper noun. It's a noun. It's not a proper noun. Right, but I understand that part because because. because said badlands like you didn't say the badlands but it's one word it's bad right, it's not I know. bad land i knew that part jason i did learn that and well do you want me to read the definition yes please do i don't know what it is clearly this is a region marked with by intricate erosional sculpturing scanty vegetation and fantastically formed hills essentially the badlands are a desert area where there's very little vegetation based on the fact that it's very dry right. and it's a rocky terrain so it makes it so nothing can really grow there as well so when you were saying in the midwest yes in the united states the badlands <laughs> yes. the badlands would be like northern texas oklahoma that kind of area where it was really dry rocky kind of hard for vegetation Come on, it ain't got nothing to do. Ain't got nothing to do with Native Americans, first of all, okay. and second of all, that it was, ain't got nothing to do with the location because oh. Badlands. You're talking about the Badlands yes. with a capital B. Yes. The, I'm talking about the, the word. Now. I'm talking about the word Badlands. Okay, we're actually getting way way deeper into the Badlands than we yes, need to be. Yes, we're huh? getting too deep. Into but the point the point is the, the point is is that Jason won. Yes, Jason won wordplay today. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so thank you everybody <laughs> for this great convo on acts of service. Right. And so you can follow us on Instagram at Linguistic Show. You can follow, you can um, check out episodes on Anchor, Stitcher, and Spotify by searching The Linguistic Show. You can also check out more on the website, which is linguisticsshow.com. And we'll see and talk to y'all next week. And so, yes, commit acts of service. Do things for people. Go out there and do something for your partner. This has been an Ashangali Enterprises production. Co-produced by Naomi. Music by Brassville. 